Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, we got a bad news, good news situation going on here. Uh-huh. Bad news, well, gas prices are going to go up. You know that, OPEC, yeah. saying, yeah, we're, we're cutting it down. Mm-hmm. Up yours, Biden. Yep. We don't, we're not doing any favors for you. No. So Good news, we have tools in the toolbox. Oh, yeah. my God. No, are no we going back to this again? Gas prices. No word on what the status of the many levers are from the White House, but yeah, OPEC, the cartel of oil-producing countries, is cutting 2 million barrels of oil a day, meaning yes, our gas prices are going to go up even higher. Uh, This is in spite of Joe Biden humiliating himself on the world stage, begging these countries to not do this. And White House economist Brian Deese, though, he tells CNN, hey, we're ready to handle this somehow. Mm -hmm. We've made our views clear to uh, OPEC countries uh, and other uh, countries. We'll continue to do that. Uh, You you can do it. They don't care. You hold no weight. That's what's so frustrating. All of these testosterone-challenged idiots, every one of them (laughs) in that administration, we're going to give them a a letter and let them know we're unhappy. Oh, are you? That's really going to do something. Uh, I think if you look at what this president and our administration has done since Putin began amassing troops on the border of Ukraine, what it shows is an unprecedented effort to rally a global coalition to meet that aggression. Uh, Unprecedented effort? We could have been energy independent again. Right. We refuse to do it. Because you wussies are held hostage by the green weenie people. Which is really about making yourselves money in the end. That's what it's about. Sorry, we just cut to the chase. Mm -hmm. To meet that aggression and say the world will not stand by uh, on that type of aggression. And at the same time, we'll use all of the tools at our disposal uh. to have adequate supply of energy globally. And as I've mentioned, uh, those actions, including our historic use of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to release a million barrels of the day into the market. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we can't. Actually, the pace we're on is not sustainable. You know, uh, Joe Biden announced yesterday that uh, starting in November, they were going to be releasing 10 more million barrels of oil, which basically negates about two or I'm sorry, uh, what, about five days of OPEC's oil supply cut. So it doesn't actually do anything uh, to address the overall problem. The number one thing you could do, and this would be all-encompassing, you could actually counter Russian aggression by becoming a ginormous superpower in oil production for the world. We could do it. We could just say, you know what? We're going to beat you at your own game. We're going to become the world's gas station. And, uh, well, suck it, Putin. You could do that, but you won't. And cleaner than anybody else. It's unbelievable. Has had an impact. Uh, Oil prices are down significantly from where they were earlier in the summer. And as a result, gas prices are down as well. We're going to keep at that, and we're going to keep at that. While maintaining this global coalition, we have to stand up for, to, to Putin's aggression, and we have to maintain the coalition to do that. You know, I talked to a buddy of mine this morning. He said, you know what? I hate 
like <laughs> buzzwords that get overused. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was funny to me because I know I've said it before. We've talked about it on the show. He said, but they gaslight every day. They just gaslight. And I'm like, yes, they do. If cars every could run day. on if cars could run on gaslighting, we'd have no problem. No, right. we wouldn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> Their gas prices are down. What? They're already ticking back up. Well, of course. But you just say it so it's so? Yeah. No, and it's going to get worse. Well, nobody challenges him. Man, oh, man. I mean, you know, just you can say whatever and get away with it because nobody's going to challenge you. You know what, man? I have no idea how many times they have gone with the tools in the tool toolbox or levers to pull. And I can't remember one time where it was effective. We got the crappiest toolbox known to mankind ever. Oh, it's so frustrating. Meanwhile, um, there was the chance for at least a photo op to show Joe Biden and Ron DeSantis getting along. Yeah. And putting the needs of the people up front instead of politics. How did right. it go? Yeah. Well, Let's Joe, give it the rating. Joe Biden uh, traveled to Florida to look at the damage left by Hurricane Eden and, of course, made the whole thing about climate change. Okay. I would pretend you didn't say that. He did. He did, though. He certainly did. Roll the audio. Here we go. And the reservoirs out west are, are, are down to almost zero. We're in a situation where the Colorado River looks more like a stream. There's a lot going on. And I think the one thing this has finally ended is a discussion about whether or not there's climate change and we should do something about it. But, folks, I also want to uh, – Jill and I have had you all in our prayers, and I mean that sincerely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, mm. I mean, no. it's your fault. But I'm still praying for you, right. climate deniers. Right. So, so no actual experts in hurricanes. Again, I'm just going to repeat this every time. Even though I guess Facebook uh, put a warning or something, some sort of notice on one of our podcasts from earlier in the week. Yeah, they did about climate change. Yes, they did. Pointed out accurately that according to NOAA, that's the that those are the experts with the Hurricane Center. Um, have said, yeah, yeah, actually, we can't say that man-made climate change is making hurricanes stronger and faster. And I'm, I, somebody just texted me a screenshot that said, like, learn about rising temperatures. Right. Well, uh, hold on a second. <laughs> that's not. Yep. Come on, Facebook. That's not that. That's not at all what the topic of of conversation was. So when you look for this one later on, it won't be there either. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like you actually try to follow the science and you get fact-checked by the doomsday cult. It's it's insane, but yeah. So anyway, no, Hurricane Ian did not close the debate on climate change. It did not close the it, because hurricanes really are not increasing in frequency, increasing in intensity. They're not. So it's it's absolutely false news to say that we know for a fact that climate change is making hurricanes stronger and whatnot. No, no, no. Well, late yesterday, uh, the Wall Street Journal, the editorial board, put out a piece on what you're talking about and why we would have been flagged. Because the left is demanding that social media shut down debate. And that means not just climate change, but even on solutions. Gosh. Um, and from the piece, um, it talks about this letter directed to Twitter, Facebook, Google, and YouTube, TikTok, and Pinterest, um, saying 
Well, we partnered with Google. This is Melissa Fleming, the communications undersecretary for the United Nations, saying if you Google climate change at the top of your search, yeah. you'll get all kinds of U.N. resources. We started this partnership when we were shocked to see that when we Googled climate change, we were getting incredibly distorted information right at the top. So you're partnering with Silicon Valley mm -hmm. to say, hey, if it's not what we think it is, what we've determined it to be, we need to shut it down. Right? Yeah. Remember when they did that before? Like, hey, if you think this virus could have come from a lab, that needs to be shut down. And that's how they control the information. It's, it's crazy. And so this is something that just can't stand. I mean, as you said, this is from Noah, David. Yeah, it's not some right-wing blog, and it's not, you know, they, there are people who say, well, there's cherry-picked data and all of this that people you know, who are climate change deniers want to show. It's like, no, no, no. Look at their actual, their actual conclusion at, at the piece where they talk about hurricanes and climate change. They have a lot of information up there, including information from studies that suggest that maybe storms are more rapidly inten uh, intensifying. But their conclusion literally says, we don't see compelling evidence to say that climate change is contributing to more uh, or to larger and more ferocious storms. The thing is, if you say, hey, as I think we've all said before, yeah, it, the planet's gotten warmer. We know that. But as far as getting completely nuts on this and that cities are going to be underwater by 2030, that's going too far. Right. We can make these changes over time, but you don't have to go full 100% electric car. That's the answer to everything right now. That's insane. Mm -hmm. And now you're getting censored for that. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, we've seen this before in history, and it's obviously scary when the powers that be are trying to do what they're doing right now. Um, Joe Biden had a message. I don't think he wanted it to go out to everybody, no. but it kind of did. No, yeah. So as he was in Florida, he uh, had a hot mic moment while talking with the mayor of Fort Myers, Ray Murphy. Roll it. What was that? What did you say? What? No, that was no one bleeps with a Biden. Well, except for OPEC and North Korea and China and Russia. Should we go on? And Venezuela. And strippers that got pregnant by Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> and many others. No one outside the house. That's exactly right. right. That's exactly right. So the last part of that was again outside the house. That's you don't fight with family outside the house. Yeah. Yeah. You keep it in the house. You know, like my brother and my son. What a badass Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Hey Scarface. <laughs> you Joe Biden got his butt kicked by goat herders in Afghanistan. Yes. We have the most powerful true. military the world has ever seen. And he gave up Afghanistan to the Taliban after 20 years of war. And, uh, boy, that's interesting, isn't it? Well, yeah, dude. Remember when he was running for president, when he was running in the primary, and different Democrats said, look at Joe's record when it comes to anything military. Yeah foreign policy he's been wrong every single time well and, and and in fairness i mean he did vaporize a bunch of children in afghanistan trying to track uh, down yeah. terrorists who murdered 13 of our servicemen and women that is true yes a little oopsie 
Uh, one other thing before we move off of Biden in Florida yesterday. I didn't realize it at the time. saw the story later. Um, and it was when DeSantis was speaking. And Joe Biden uh, is leaning over to talk to this woman, but he gets incredibly close. Oh. And you'd have to. It's, it's one of those with the video. Have you seen it? Yeah, he was sniffing her hair. It, it totally looks like he's going for a sniff. Yeah, well, I mean, he's the Scranton sniffer. That's why they call him the Scranton sniffer. I understand that, okay? But that's like Al Franken now yeah. in a group picture is just trying to slide his hand down for a little <laughs> butt grab. It's like you're known for this. Now you can't do it. You can't even have the appearance near it. You can't get your nose near any woman's hair anymore. But he did it again. Since he's been president, it's harder to get to these Sniffers Anonymous meetings. <laughs> Just overtakes him. The sniff fetish. It's unreal. Okay, this is just going to be to trigger me, I think. David has Fauci audio defending giving more federal dollars. Okay, that and much more coming up right here. Yeah, the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, what's the Fauci story, David? Yeah. Let's get to this. Let's, let's back what? up just a little bit here. EcoHealth Alliance, this is the research outfit that was doing some work with scientists in Wuhan studying bat coronaviruses. Um, and, you know, maybe had a hand in helping with what is now no longer called gain-of-function research, but was called that a few years ago. They just change the definitions when they're losing the argument. That's, that's mm -hmm. what they always do. Um, they were also instrumental in putting out the narrative that it was impossible that the coronavirus pandemic started at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Yeah. Um. And there are accusations that they've cut some corners with dangerous research, you know, they did. the right palms, et cetera. But our uh, federal government is still giving them money. Still handing out grants. When I saw that dude, I defies all common sense it is it's a freaking upside down world yeah so it's like stranger things has come here to just roost so dr anthony the fauci upside down world is here yeah <laughs> dr anthony fauci the goblin king of the upside down uh was asked hey why not just press pause with this particular with ego health alliance just sure. this particular outfit just press pause on issuing new grants while we sort this out Easy enough. There is really no mechanism to say arbitrarily we can't fund you, even though you've been peer reviewed and highly recommended for funding because someone doesn't like you. I no, mean no, no. It's because you infected the planet. See, that's what happened. And even though some people say, well, we're not quite sure about that, whatever. We've seen the emails. You tried to suppress it. Okay. We know exactly what happened, mm -hmm. and you funded it, and now they're saying, yeah, let's do this again. And it's almost like you're just putting up your little middle finger to everybody saying, see, I can do whatever I want. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I mean, if they ever brought that in court, they could sue us and win that in a microsecond. So you've got to be careful. You've got to be fair, and you've got to go by process. You know about the law, too? Really? Yeah. Well, he's a very bright man. You know that. That's a load, man. 
That's an absolute load. Not arbitrary deciding whether you want to fund something or not. You go by as an established NIH process. If something is peer-reviewed, gets a high recommendation for funding, you can't arbitrarily decide, I just don't want to fund it because people don't like them. So, Well, when the people that you say peer-reviewed, when you have the influence over them to get them to say whatever it is you want them to say, that's when the powers that be can say, no, we're not funding this anymore. Well, I, I've also missed the memo. And, you know, maybe he's right that they've worked out some sort of sweetheart deal where they are entitled to federal grants. But I, I missed the whole memo that said that anyone is entitled to federal tax dollars. It's our money. Right. The American people. No, man, it is. It's it's infuriating when you hear this stuff from this guy. And, you know, just everything else over the past with the vaccines. I mean, I don't have to play this stuff again. You remember it all. Don't protect overly well, as it were, against infection. It doesn't. What? But you said it did. Remember? When people are vaccinated. They can feel safe that they are not going to get infected. But and it's just constantly changing the story, and it's never ended. Boy, that and, does not age well at all. No, man. Oh my gosh. It, I mean, you could do this for an hour if you wanted oh, yeah. to with this freaking clown. Gosh dang. Okay, moving on. Oh, there's a little dust up between Lindsey Graham and Elon Musk. Anybody see this? I did. Yeah. Okay, just to set it up, Musk earlier talking about peace between Russia and Ukraine, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, this was an interesting little part from Elon Musk saying, you know, there are, you know, parts of Eastern Ukraine where citizens overwhelmingly want to be part of Russia more so than Ukraine. Well, okay, not the rest of Ukraine, but Elon Musk is just sort of throwing that out there and I'm paraphrasing. You know, saying you show a map how people voted in the elections a decade ago, and yeah, there were people voting for the pro-Russia party. They want the break from Ukraine. So shouldn't they decide? Well, Lindsey Graham loses his mind. How irresponsible. Saying we should end the Russian invasion by simply giving Russia parts of Ukraine after all the suffering is dumb. Elon Musk can just pretty much pick... A tussle with anybody he wants at any time. Can he? Yep. Just kick back and watch that. And now we got North Korea to deal with. That's getting crazy. Next. Van Camp and Robin Show, Jerry Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Oh, I just noticed something. I just got an email. You know who it's from? Who? It's from my friend. It's from David Van Camp. <laughs> did you just send me something? I just, did. Just a trigger? Yeah, yeah, I did. Okay. So today. We'll go ahead and just open it right here. All right. All right. No, so. no need to just wait for private time for this. Might as well just open it so everybody can enjoy it. <laughs> right. Exactly. So 
Uh, a reporter on Air Force One, as uh, as Biden is getting ready to uh, go to, I guess, uh, somewhere in New York, um, uh, Brian Deese, the White House economist, was on the flight and was asked about the state of the economy. And the reporter actually, I think, well, sort of asked a good question. Now, she said things were turning around in the summer. Uh, you don't pay your own bills, do you? If <laughs> you think that... Things were turning around in the summer. That's a, a rather odd statement to make. But well, uh, the polling turned around a little for Biden because gas prices started yeah, to come but, down a little bit. But I she guess. was I, she was talking about the economy overall. It, it right. It was not turning around anyway, I, unless you believe that inflation was zero. <laughs> but anyway, right. here's the the question and the answer. And boy, Brian Deese got a little bit tongue tied here. Okay. Is the White House concerned that the, the economic trajectory right now, given the labor market, uh, you know, the oil prices, um, interest rates, is sort of heading in, a, in the wrong direction after the summer when things seem to be getting better? Um, well, I would say the most, um, oh boy. I think the most significant mark of the, uh, the American economy right now is, is its resilience. What resilience? What are you talking about? The same quite, what is he talking about? <laughs> like, <laughs> you just say it so. I guess uh, you just say it so. <laughs> like, like the fact that it still exists is <laughs> is proof that it's very resilient. I guess it's still there. It's like, it's like some MMA fighter just gets the snot kicked out of them. They're they've lost teeth. They're bleeding from both eyes. You know, they got cuts along their abdomen. I mean, they are just in rough shape. But he's still alive, so that's, that's proof right. that that fighter is quite resilient. Yes, he is. I, I don't know what to say to that. It's it's constantly things like that that are just blatantly untrue. <laughs> you just say it because it's your reality. It's, it's resilience, yes. Well, see, we haven't actually created a depression yet, so obviously uh, there is some strength in the underlying uh, economic numbers. So there you go. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. No, it doesn't make any sense. It is. It's this world where, okay, there's a person that has a penis, but they say they're a woman. Well, they're a woman. That's just... That's right. That's, I guess, what it is. Um, Fauci saying, we did a great job handling COVID. What was it? Lloyd Austin uh, with Afghanistan, wasn't it? We exceeded expectations. Yeah, we exceeded expectations. Largest airlift in history. Oh, my God. They and our commanders exceeded all expectations. All expectations. We plan to execute between 70 and 80,000. We plan to evacuate between 70 and 80,000 people. Uh, okay. Well, whatever. Yeah, exceeded expectations. We did a great job. Everyone gets a trophy. No one gets fired. Where are we? I don't know. Meanwhile... And you know, Deese sounds like he was taken completely off guard by being challenged on anything. Because he didn't have a reply. There was no response to that. No, It was igada, abada, igada, abada. Yeah, we don't have time right now. If you want to do it later in the show, Brian Deese, he's not very good at that gig. He's no. terrible. He steps in it all the time. North Korea. Saw this headline from Fox. Flies 12 warplanes near South Korean border, mm -hmm. prompting Air Force scramble. Hmm. Well, you know, John Kirby, the National Security Council, whatever his title is now. Yeah, Strategic Communications or something like that, yeah. Yeah. Well, he said, you know, this will be met with, you know, there, there's going to be a reaction to this. Mm -hmm. 
I'm not quite sure, but there's going to be. Okay? Then why is Kim Jong-un doing this right now? Because he can. Exactly. Exactly. First time some of this nonsense has happened since 2017. Remember that time you went to Guam, David? Yeah. We thought it was going to be end times. Everybody was crapping their pants. Yeah. Because Trump was saying, you will see fire and fury unlike this world has never seen. Mm -hmm. Little Rocket Man. Yeah. Trump's going to get us in a <laughs> Our employer said, David, he's replaceable. I'm a rocket man. <laughs> rocket man. Yeah, I remember that whole thing. We were trying, they were trying to get us to go. There was something else going on. I'm like, well, if David wants to go, you can go. And you're like, sure. Free trip? Yeah. Let's go. That was before kids, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Well, then I got I got scared because the first night I was showing up to that uh, radio station because we were on the air, I think, at... 2 a.m. that time. Yeah. Uh, so I had to be there at midnight. I get there at midnight and someone, one of the other radio stations on the island had forwarded an alert that there was a missile inbound on accident. Right. They didn't mean to do it, but first thing I see is, beep, 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 <laughs> take shelter, missile inbound. <laughs> like, oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Welcome to Guam. Yeah. Honestly, man, looking back on that, that's five years. Um, technically, it sounded pretty good with you there. Mm. It, it really did. And, I mean, there, you, I wasn't even on the trip, but there's things I'll never forget about it. Like, yeah. that was one of your first massages, and it scared you. Well, yeah. Someone... <laughs> and we're well... still trying to figure out if she meant to do what she did or if that was just a little well, accident. Okay, so just for context here, it was a couple's massage. Right. My wife was, like, five feet away from Yes, me and I. That's so, why I always thought it was an accident. Yeah, well, uh, it was an accident that happened repeatedly, where she might have fondled one of the boys, like just sort of cupped it and moved it out of the way or something. It was very, very uncomfortable. Well, and you used to have this nickname, Muley. I mean, <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, federal oh, court has ruled docket illegal. Yeah, well, they they've kicked it back down to a lower court now. Uh, federal court has ruled that, yeah, DACA is probably unlawful. This is the program that started under Obama, which allows people to, who came here illegally as minors to stay. There are about 600,000 people currently enrolled in this program, and it's been challenged in court for years because Obama did not have the authority to put it into place. And the agency that actually put it into place didn't have the authority to do that either. Basically, there were some technicalities involved in this. It gets really deep in the weeds, but in the end... They basically ignored the law in order to try to score political points and potentially future voters from people who were brought here illegally. Uh, now, three judges on the uh, Fifth, Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that DACA is unlawful. They're kicking it back down uh, to the district court. Uh, people currently in the program are still getting legal protections from it because the appeals court sent it back down. Uh, now, the White House, though, put out a statement. Get this. My administration is committed to defending dreamers against attacks from Republican officials in Texas and other states. This challenge to DACA is just another example of the extreme agenda being pushed by MAGA Republican officials. Oh, buddy. Dude, this way predates Donald Trump as a force in the Republican Party. You're going back to 2012, okay? No. Now, yes, because it was all about, and no one really said DACA at the time. It was the dreamers. What about the dreamers? How the dreamers? <laughs> We used to have theme music for it, of course. 
Did they hear it? I mean, it was like every day. Illegally. <laughs> There's another story about the Dreamers. Yeah, there were multiple themes we had at the time. Yeah. Great Hall and Oates. Yeah. So it makes you an extremist to think that people who are here illegally should not get the same legal protections as people who came here legally. That makes you an extremist. Okay. You know, they just keep basically redefining everything. Yeah. And then you have the media and you have the tech companies and the left that can control it. That's why you'll hear about migrants all the time. You can't even say illegal anymore. It's hateful. No person is illegal. broke the law. Yeah. <laughs> Up yours. By the way, real quick, speaking of <laughs> Hall and Oates, the Jeffrey Dahmer miniseries is a big deal on Netflix. You watched it, Scott. Hey, buddy. So what does Hall and Oates have to do with that? They're talking about the favorite music of different serial killers over time. And Son of Sam, David Berkowitz, yeah. his favorite was Hall and Oates. Wow. Had you ever known that before? Never knew that before. Yeah, wow. random fact for today. Yeah. Now, I don't know which Hall and Oates it was that was his favorite. I could guess. No, I can't guess. Okay. Probably inappropriate. Well, I mean, people know Charles Manson. It was the Beatles. Yeah, he liked Helter Skelter. And Mamas and the Papas, yeah. Neil Young. Um, oh, the Night Stalker. Remember that dude, Richard Ramirez? Oh, yeah. That was mid-'80s. ACDC. It's where he was getting, you know, the, the name. That wasn't the dog talking to him, too? Maybe. I think that was him. Um, John Wayne Gacy. It was REO Speedwagon. I didn't know that. Really? Yes. Along with Neil Diamond and Bob Dylan. Mm. It's an interesting trifecta. Huh. All right. And do you know what it is for Dahmer? Well, you watched the miniseries. I, well, I don't really remember. I know there was music on all the time, but I don't recall what it was. Black Sabbath. I don't remember Black Sabbath being in there, but maybe it was. I just didn't see it. It was it's horrifying. I mean, if you watch this thing, it's horrifying. Well, okay. You see it pop up. And I'm like, I don't want to watch that. I just, I just don't want to see it. Yeah, I know. What I was it. it that made you want to see it? I had somebody tell me. Oh, I'm not trying see... to guilt you. I'm no, just no, I just said somebody asked me about it. And quite frankly, I pay for Netflix. So I get very little use out of it. And I thought, well, maybe here's something I want to watch. And uh, no. Well, I okay. think it's the old top 40 DJ in you where you just feel like you need to be plugged in on what's popular. That's that not a be. criticism. I, no, I see you I, flinching. Maybe, maybe, well, maybe it is. I don't know. I mean, I, but I, I did. I gave it a go because I thought, well, some of this stuff is interesting, right? Some of these documentaries that have been done on these types of things. Yeah, I took your advice and I watched the Nolan Ryan documentary. It was really good, wasn't it? Yeah, I really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, see, that one, I, I, yeah. Yeah, it was crazy yeah, how many didn't... people he murdered. Well, he tried to kill him with his <laughs> fastball. But... No, no thanks on the Dahmer. You're like, oh, I didn't know. There's just not much to watch. I've, I've tried to say watch one episode, one, of know, Cobra, Cobra Kai, Kai, and you I refuse. Know. You won't do it. Now it's on principle alone. <laughs> hit, up, hit up Robbins on Facebook and tell them it's good. It'll people be have. They already do it. They chide me all the time. Okay. Dude, you got to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, I don't want to rush through this too quick. We should probably do this in a few minutes. That goof nut mayor in Minneapolis, Jacob yeah. Fry. Remember that guy? <laughs> yeah. Wore the pedal pushers? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Whatever you call those pants. Mayor Capri. Yeah. <laughs> Very masculine. Yes. That dude um, is claiming it's easier to buy a gun there 
than a fresh apple. <laughs> Come what? on, man. I, where that came from, I don't know. Favorite band of Jacob Fry, Guns and Apples. I don't know. <laughs> oh, we'll get to that much more coming up right here. Show. Thank you for being here. Appreciate it. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins, the mayor of Minneapolis, Jacob Fry. Yeah. He's still in office. And uh, he's talking about how easy it is to get a gun in his town. Yeah. Uh, well, so the backstory here is Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison is suing a regional big box chain called Fleet Farm. Uh, claiming they negligently sold firearms to straw buyers, that is, people who buy guns for people who can't legally get one at a gun shop. Okay. Uh, and during the press conference, the mayor of Minneapolis, Jacob Fry, made this incredible claim. Roll it. The underlying issue is that there are areas in the Twin Cities, in Minneapolis, where it is easier to buy a gun than a fresh apple. Huh? Now, why is that? Because there aren't gun shops in Minneapolis. Yeah. So the funniest part there, because, I mean, he's trying to make the point that there are no gun shops in Minneapolis, but um, you can buy one on the street uh, pretty easily. It, it, when he said that, though, Keith Ellison, who is about as far left as you can get. Oh, yeah. Actually rolled his eyes and yeah. looked around and was like, Okay. It's no, it's not because you know, even a straw buyer selling on the street is uh gonna charge a little bit more than it costs to get an apple. Because what these people do is they buy like a $300 gun at a big box store and then sell it for five on the street. Just out of curiosity, so Keith Ellison, oh, what a human being he is, yeah, um, is going after the big box chain, yeah, they negligently sold the firearms. That's How so? Yeah, I I don't I this is just virtue signaling for got it the left. I mean, so so this store what they say is that there was like one person who bought 23 guns there over the course of a year. Um well, if you're a big box chain, you've got multiple people staffing probably the the firearms counter and if they're coming up clean on a uh, on a background check, then you know, you're, it's not exactly like you're necessarily going to be recognizing all these people. And it, one, one part in the complaint was one person bought two guns at the same time. Uh, what? Oh, my Holy gosh. Sh- that should be a red flag. Really? Would it be too insensitive for a gun shop to sell, like with any new gun purchase, a sack of apples? <laughs> well, if you if you buy if you buy five dozen, the six dozen is <laughs> yeah. free, and you get a gun. Well, actually, it's a new it's a brand new idea for Minneapolis because apparently they don't have gun shops in Minneapolis. You buy this apple for five hundred dollars, they'll give you they'll give you a six sour. They call it a six sour apple. Okay, there you go. Nice guns and apples. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. By the way, real quick, you know what they will never talk about? Talking about we got to get these guns off the street. Yeah. What if you find someone that is 
in illegal possession of a gun, they go to jail for five years. Boom. Period. No questions asked. All right. Yeah, I, I think with straw buyers in particular, if somebody is actually running guns like that in Minneapolis, which people do, sadly, yeah. then you should be able to charge them with attempted murder as far as I'm concerned. Sure. For every gun yeah. that you got for somebody else, that's another five years. Yeah. Boom. You're not serious about getting guns off the street. No. Well, we don't want to harm those people. But by the way, speaking of uh, cities run by Goofnut Mayors, Chicago. Oh, Another company leaving Chicago. Did you see that? Tyson Foods announced yesterday moving the corporate uh, staff from Chicago to Springdale, Arkansas. Yeah, going to load up all them chickens in the truck and take off. <laughs> 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 the mass exodus continues. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. We always appreciate it. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. It'd feel good. We have a consoler in chief that can relate to people's problems when they're going through despair. Oh, yeah, man. So Joe Biden traveled to Florida to, to uh, look at the damage left by Hurricane Ian and says he knows what the people who've lost everything are going through. Personal experience from the consoler in chief. Nice. Well, we know from experience, I know from experience, how much, how much anxiety and fear and concern there are in the people. We didn't lose our whole home, but lightning struck, and we lost an awful lot of it about 15 years ago. And we had a lot to go to. We had relatives nearby. It wasn't like everything was wiped out. But we know the feeling, that feeling about where am I going to put my head down on a pillow tonight? How, how's, how's that going to work? Is my kid going to be okay? Is he going to be able to go back to school? Am I going to be able to build my home? Will, I, will the insurance cover it? If I don't have insurance, God knows, what am I going to do? So, hmm. None of those things happened to Joe Biden. None of them. It was a kitchen fire because lightning struck, apparently. Um, and it was put out in like 20 minutes. Yeah, but it was the kitchen. And as our friend Lars Larson reminded us, that's where the ice cream is. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's good lines. Yeah. Well played, but, Lars. But then well he played. also says, yeah, we had family in the area. We were, we were fine. Because he's a multimillionaire by this point. That was like 2004, I think. Well, you know, the black church he attended, they opened their doors and he and family got to come in there. Remember on, that? On, on that note, by the way, yes. did you see uh, Town Hall? They put together a funny montage of him talking about his life experiences in different oh, communities. Is that, is that mentioned? Yes, it is. Oh, all right then. Yes. Of course I want to hear it. Okay. <laughs> Which clip? It's the montage. The, the whole montage. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, I, I, I got raised in the black church. He knows I'm not kidding. I got my education for real in the black church. <laughs> and that's not hyperbole. It's a fact. I probably uh, went to shul more than many of you did. I uh, was sort of raised uh, in the Puerto Rican community at home politically. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was raised in a black church. 
I went yeah. to a shul, so apparently he's Jewish. Um, yes. And he's Puerto Rican. <laughs> that guy is like the Forrest Gump of politics, man. Yes, he is. That's why he can relate to so many people, and he can be such a great consoler. Yeah, you know what? Because he knows what it's like. I've theorized before because he has trouble remembering what month it is and what year it is and what office he holds. Um, yes. And so my, I've, I've said my theory is that he's an accidental time traveler. So, like, yes. he just sort of disappears. He has no control over it. So, like, one minute he's in 1915, and then suddenly he's in 2022, and then a couple hours later, oops, he's in 2032, and that's why he's so discombobulated all the time because he just doesn't he, – he struggles to remember. Like there's some moments in the Oval Office where he just starts to disappear into the ether and he's yelling, Jill, it's happening again. <laughs> but based on his assessment of all the different communities that he's been raised in, now I think it's more of a quantum leap situation. That okay. Joe Biden sees himself as himself, but he's like one minute he's been sent into the body of a Puerto Rican – and then okay. in the next moment, he's been sent into a, a young black kid going to church, and then a young Jewish kid going to shul. Right. Okay. I think that's really what it is. So he's not lying. He just can't keep straight which is the real Joe Biden because he gets teleported magically into you know different bodies in different eras. Well, there's glass all over the floor. He's the first time traveler to ever be elected right. president <laughs> of the United States. Yeah, yeah. Pres- <laughs> president Quantum Leap. I, I yeah. you know. The history books will note it. No know. one, not to note. The history books will note it. Right. See, not to not in twenty thirty three. Yeah. Means give candy peace bar a chance. Or whatever. Yeah. Well, it does explain why he can't remember certain people that run different outfits because he's always on the run, and My, you know, uh, the guy who runs that outfit over there. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Is that Colonel Natana? I'm not sure. <laughs> I think he is. I got hairy legs. Yeah, that's always a constant. Meanwhile, uh, man, something I want to get to, like, in the next 15 minutes. We know crime's a huge problem around the country. Remember the dude from Fox News that went around and talked to people after his brother was killed in Chicago? Yeah. Yano Caldwell? Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, How he was met with silence from different Democrats. Yes. Yeah, we'll get to that coming up in a few. Um, Did you hear because of this Twitter deal with Elon Musk, Trump could be back on by the midterm election? Wow. Oh, my gosh. Think about that for a second. Oh, my. Honestly, I think liberals should love that. They won't. You know they won't. Yeah. There is going to be a meltdown unlike we've seen before when it comes to Twitter. Heads are exploding. Yes. Well, and as I understand it, um, <laughs> the way the ownership takes place, and there's so much legal stuff going on with this entire Twitter deal, right? You don't know exactly when it's going to happen. It was on, it was off. It, who knows? But it actually could return the Trump account. And then if so, how does the media handle it? And I think we have a pretty good idea. It, we've heard all of this stuff sure. before. Yeah, David, you were reading off a list within the last couple of days of people freaking out again, saying that this could be one of the worst things that we've ever seen, Elon Musk taking over Twitter. And that's before they're even talking about Trump being up there. Yeah. I mean, at this point right now, and I'm not looking to take shots at this, 
with Trump's own social media, Truth Social. Does it seem like it's a player at all? Not really. Like a, a minor player even? Maybe a minor player. I mean, the, the, the thing is, is that the most valuable thing is that he's posting on it more. That's the most valuable thing about yes. it. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Wow. Well, Musk didn't like Trump being kicked off Twitter. So all of a sudden he takes control. <laughs> I just it'll just be funny to me to watch oh, sure yeah to watch the freak out that could happen um do you remember speaking of trump when melania trump went out to see the hurricane damage in texas mm -hmm. which hurricane was that david i forget all the that was names harvey i think yeah yes it was harvey and when she was walking to the helicopter she had heels on mm -hmm. and she changed her shoes yeah did you see Jill Biden? The same thing? Yeah, she had yeah. heels on. Yep. Well, that that's why I get a kick out of it whenever uh, liberals go off on how conservatives were all outraged by Obama wearing a tan suit. That, that was his only scandal. Fox News was out of their minds about it. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, and it's like, dude, I, in the last few days, even, I've seen a ton of chatter over some white boots that uh, some waiters or whatever that that uh, Ron DeSantis wore. Oh yeah, they do. They're mocking him merciless, mercilessly. Like, so he had rubber boots on, and that's supposed to yeah. be this big deal. They went after Melania for you know wearing the high heels, getting onto the helicopter or whatever. Um, but yeah, apparently now it's no big deal. If you criticize Democrats' fashion choices, you are some sort of ist, right? You say, "Hey, Lizzo needs to wear more clothes." Well, you're fat phobic and racist. Um, <laughs> I, I saw some of the uh, different headlines from Hurricane Harvey back in 2017 with Melania Trump. And I can remember talking about it at the time, thinking this was insane. Melania Trump wore stilettos on the way to Texas, and people lost their minds from BuzzFeed. From Vanity Fair, what not to wear to a natural disaster. Vogue, Melania Trump's hurricane stilettos and the White House's continual failure to understand optics. The failing New York Times, Melania Trump off to Texas, finds herself on thin heels. And Politico, Melania Stiletto sideshow. Do you think any of these people are embarrassed when they look back or are reminded of this stuff from people on Twitter that you actually wrote about this stuff? No, because bad people are incapable of feeling shame. Mm-hmm. Wow. I agree with that. Unreal. Okay. Um, it's been well documented on this show that Scott Robbins has had some issues with raccoons in the past. Yes, and you have, have a raccoon story, David? I do. This is a wild story. A small town just east of San Antonio lost power twice in three days because of raccoons. Oh, man. This is the city of Seguin. They say the uh, first raccoon got into a substation and fried itself on Saturday night. They get the power back up, but then on Monday night, another raccoon got in and did the same thing. Everything's been restored, and they're trying to figure out exactly why you had two raccoons within three days going in and blowing out the power. Uh, but the local CBS affiliate, Ken's 5, talked to one lady about it. I just, I just love this audio. Okay. I was actually relaxing, trying to watch TV, and then boom, all the lights went off. And I was thinking, what? I know there are some raccoons here. I've seen some before, but I didn't know it was the raccoons. And 
it's hard to believe that there's raccoons doing that kind of damage. So she's saying they're sabotage. Yeah, th- yes. And to go along with the raccoon narrative is probably Russian disinformation. <laughs> well, they're mechanical Putin bots. They look like raccoons. <laughs> Actually, Dr. Anthony Fauci has, uh, is on the leading edge of research into drone warfare using raccoons. <laughs> Gain-of-function drones with hair on them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, in a few. Yeah, what about questions on America's crime crisis when it comes to Captain Nads, Jerry Nadler, or Chuck Schumer? Ilhan Omar, Ayanna Presley. Yeah. We'll get to all of that. Um, plus, this is a huge gap. CNN admitting that crime is the top voter concern right now, way ahead of abortion. No kidding. That's hard to believe. You know, obviously, the economy is always huge. You've been talking about crime for a while, Scott. It, yeah. And it is a big deal. We'll get the to issue. it all coming up right here. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You know, crime is a big issue for the midterms. And so John Caldwell from Fox News uh, wanted to talk to some people in D.C. about crime. Um, and there was a reason he was doing that. And you've you know, maybe heard this before. Since my brother Christian has been murdered, I've been out for justice for victims of violent crime across the country. This week, I take you on a journey to Washington, D.C., where I spoke with members on both sides of the aisle. Here's what they had to say. So it goes into this piece, and it lasts, you know, for a while. Like, uh, Burgess Owens, Republican, had this to say. What do you think we can do about that as a community? The most important thing is how do we deal with this long term? We have to get our kids educated. Black young men who could not read and write, they're going to be driven by emotion. They're going to be years later, like we're right now, Crime is their only way out. They see nothing wrong with it. I think it's a misconception. Everybody thinks it's really just happening in the urban areas. It's happening everywhere. Just a week or so ago, I had a friend of mine beat up and robbed in a parking lot uh, in in broad daylight. That was Tommy Tuberville, by the way. Mm. So he's talking to different Republicans just to kind of set the picture there. And then it's time to try to talk to some Democrats. So he's trying to, you know, get with Jerry Nadler, known lovingly as Captain Nats. What? Well, he's an idiot. I mean, he's going to say something idiotic. I can just about guarantee it. But, well, yeah. It's a clown show with this guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll just start rolling some audio. The ease with which people acquire guns is still a big factor. Crime is not out of control in our city. <laughs> is uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot doing a good job? I think she's doing a good job, and I think she'll be reelected as mayor of the city of Chicago. You're like, hold on a second. Who, Wait a minute. Wait, who, who is that? That's a Democratic rep from Illinois. Yeah, she's doing a good job. A good job? <laughs> I, I know, By what right? metric? <laughs> exactly. I mean, a good job if you like seeing wholesale slaughter of black people, I guess. Yes. I, dude, 
watching this thing, it was unbelievable because that Democrat was the only one that talked to John O'Caldwell. The rest of them, like, Nadler's like, yeah, I'm really busy. Yeah, contact my office. Ilhan Omar, she just drives away. Well, why, if you're proud of your position, make it known? What's the problem? Don't want to talk about crime. You don't want to talk about it at all. And especially, you know, as they were playing different clips of people talking about Black Lives Matter at different times. John Caldwell is a black man. I don't care. He's on the wrong side. They don't have time to talk to him about something like crime. We don't need to do that. So they just didn't talk to him. Not going to talk about that right now. It kind of tells you everything. Okay. There's a new poll out there that says billionaires should leave their companies to their heirs and be taxed more. Because some billionaires leave their money to, well, not so much their heirs, but it might be some sort of cause. So I bring it to you first, Mr. Robbins. If you were a billionaire, where are you leaving that dough? Well, given my options are very small, I would suggest it probably would go to my daughter. That'd be the first place, and there you go. Yeah. Anything else? The, well, the, yeah, I mean, there's causes? charitable organizations and things. Yeah. I mean, I like animal, uh, you know, charitable organizations. I Obviously, Heart, Heart Association would be one. Okay, so if you're a billionaire, would you say, like, David or I, do we get anything out of that, or is mm. it just the animal stuff? Oh, I'd throw you a bone, yeah. I'd leave both of you guys in the will, yeah. Would we get more than the animal rights stuff? Mm, maybe. Unbelievable. Depends Man. on how I feel on my deathbed, if I get, a, yeah. if I get that choice, you know. It was the founder of Patagonia that donated the entire company worth $3 billion to fight to fight climate change. That's why this is coming up. See. What about you, David? Oh, I want to be buried with my billions. <laughs> <laughs> Screw the rest of you. I earned this. And you, don't want, with me. and you don't want that curse on your kids of having all that money. No, They need exactly. to earn it too, right? No, if, if I were ever to become a billionaire, I would still, I, I would tell my kids that, uh, I don't know, I sell shoes part-time. I don't want them to think that we got money. Yeah, I understand that. It's almost like you would want to leave enough where if they wanted to start their own business, whatever it would be, mm-hmm. and I think you, you leave it in the will. I would like to go towards something good, not just making yeah. yourself rich, but also being a benefit to the world. And if you're getting rich, too, that's even better. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but some people leaving it. Climate change? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, uh, that's your money, I suppose, right? No, thanks. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Biggest story today, David, if you have to pick one. Oh, man. Uh, well, it's probably still that gas prices are going to be uh, on the rise, and the White House has no idea what to do about it. I mean, it's pretty simple. Uh, three idiots on the radio know exactly what you could do to, to help alleviate this problem in the very near term. Not overnight, but very, very soon you could actually be ramping things up at home, but apparently they think they have more tools in the toolbox. They've just been, I don't, I don't know what they've been holding back on. Right. If they've got more tools in the toolbox, but yeah. apparently they've been holding back on them. <laughs> Waiting for what? Complete collapse? I, I, a solo I, album? I, I, I don't know. Maybe. Yes, but yeah, we will get to that. And another news update. Straight ahead. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show.
All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer. There's David Van Camp, the millennial, and the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay, gas prices are going to be going up by design. It's what happens when OPEC's in charge. Yeah. yeah. That's right. This isn't new. We act, our media acts shocked that this is happening. Right. Right. And, I, I, <laughs> it's, it's unreal. Well, they, they were not going to do this, and, uh, but, you know, after reading Joe Biden's letter threatening them, they went, you know what? Go pound sand. We do what we want. We do anyway. Yeah. But apparently we do have tools in the toolbox to lower gas prices. Are we back to this again? Tools yeah. in the toolbox yeah. stuff again? Yeah, we are. What happened yeah. to levers? What happened to pulling levers? Is that <laughs> well, over now? We're not sure about the status of the levers that are available to the White House, but we do know there are tools available uh, after OPEC, the cartel of oil-producing countries, announced they were going to be cutting production by 2 million barrels of oil a day to try to drive up the price of oil because their economies are pretty much solely dependent on that. And in some cases, it's basically oil and terrorism. Is that, that's how they make money. So they, so they want the price of oil to go up. Um, and why and then, But the, when you're talking about the Saudis, they're not hurting for money. No. They're just doing it because they can't. Right. Uh, White House economist Brian Deese tells CNN, though, they're ready to handle this using tools in the toolbox. Got it. We've made our views clear to uh, OPEC countries uh, and other uh, countries. We'll continue to do that. Uh, I think if you look at what this president and our administration has done since Putin began amassing troops on the border of Ukraine, what it shows is an unprecedented effort to rally a global coalition to meet that aggression and say the world will not stand by uh, on that type of aggression, and at the same time, we'll use all of the tools at our disposal. Okay, hold on a second. So far, when you're talking about you've made it clear to OPEC how you feel. So you just got female dog slapped. Yep. But in a position of toughness. But we let them know how we felt about being female dog slapped. Right. Okay, I'm sure that meant a lot to them. And now we're going to take this challenge on because we got tools. And at the same time, we'll use all of the tools at our disposal to have adequate supply of energy globally. And as I've mentioned, uh, those actions, including our historic use of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to release a million barrels of the day into the market. No, that's temporary. That's not even what it's designed for. No. <laughs> and not only do you have this thing with Russia, Ukraine, you notice what North Korea is doing right now. Mm -hmm. There's the threat of China going into Taiwan. And we're like, yeah, let's do some more with the oil reserves. <laughs> Great idea. No, yeah, it's a terrible idea. And yeah, has I mean, had an impact. Uh, oil prices are down significantly from where they were earlier in the summer. And as a result, gas prices are down as well. They're going back up. Yeah, they're going back up. They're about, yes. uh, on, on the national average, a little less than 10 cents more than they were, what, uh, a week ago? Yeah. That's before this announcement. Yeah. Okay. We're going to keep at that, and we're going to keep at that. While maintaining this global coalition, we have to stand up for to, to Putin's aggression, and we have to maintain the coalition to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, we could... We could kill two birds with one stone by i don't know unleashing american energy production yes stop telling people stop messing around and telling people to just go buy electric cars actually put the men and women who run our nation's energy sector to work 
Not going to solve it thing. overnight, but you can do it. and In time, yes. Yeah. The other thing, we already know this, and I know we talk about it a lot. We don't have the infrastructure for everyone to buy an electric car. <laughs> Again, when everyone was trying to get out of Florida because of the hurricane, and they were talking about, well, what if you have an electric car? Well, you're kind of hosed. You're going to find a charging station? Yeah. What, get 150 miles? Uh, yeah, that didn't work out so well. The infrastructure is not there, not to mention, as far as green energy, what's best for the environment totally in 50 years is not electric cars. Yeah. It's not even the best thing in 25 years. Yeah. Well, another thing is the cost. Well, of course. I don't have that kind of money laying around to spend that kind of dough on an electric car. You know, if I keep it 20 years, it'll pay itself off. Or some estimates, like a decade, 15 years. What? I mean, come on, man. Well, and that's if nothing goes wrong. The repairs on an electric car are far more yeah. than a gas-powered car. Yeah. There's a lot of things they don't tell you in that. So that's the latest there. Meanwhile, CNN is admitting that crime is the top voters, one of the top voters' concerns yeah, going into the midterms. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Statistician Harry Enton was on CNN's New Day with John Berman and Brianna Keeler talking about the numbers and how they indicate well, yet again, now that we're past the bedwetting stage, uh, we're back to the talking point that you're probably looking at a GOP blowout, at least in the House. Yes. Um, and there's this recent Monmouth University poll, which showed 82% of respondents felt inflation was the most important issue for the mm -hmm. federal government to address. Not a big surprise there. 72%, though, thought crime was the most important issues. Those uh, issues were followed by elections and voting, 70%, jobs, unemployment, 68%, immigration, 57%, infrastructure, 57 and finally, abortion at 56%. But that's Crime, what man. the Democrats have to hang their hat yeah. on. Yeah. Because they've made gains. And the only reason they've made a ton of gains is because of the messaging with the Republicans. They're terrible when it comes to that. It's frustrating. Our consulting firm, Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins, is open. Honestly, take us out of it, okay? Take friends that we know that just work everyday jobs. When you're just talking to regular people about strategy and political strategy and what the messaging should be, I promise you, you'll find better people that are working everyday jobs than the people that actually make these decisions. I, something happens, you go into this political bubble and you lose common sense. Yeah. Well, like, and you got to remember a lot of, especially when you're talking about the journalists or consultant class and certainly the political class, a lot of these folks are, are already coming from places of, I'm going to lift their term, uh, come from places of privilege. You know, a lot of trust yes. fund kids, a lot of kids who, you know, mommy and daddy bought their way into some prestigious sounding university and, you know, they're middling intellects who have never actually had to work for a living. And that's why they get all in a tizzy every time there's a new report that shows inflation's out of control. They're like, oh, my gosh, really? Wow, these numbers are terrible. When, and, and look, I'm not saying that's not newsworthy, but if you shop at Walmart once a week, you already knew that. You are way ahead of the curve of any yeah. monthly report or any annualized yep. you know, report that comes out. You already know it because you don't have money anymore. Correct. Well, and when it comes to abortion, okay, what the Democrats always try to do is say they're, they're trying to kill it everywhere. Outlawed ban it. 
and you know it goes to the states, and then you talk about the Lindsey Graham 15-week thing. When you're just talking to regular people, you're talking to some people, they're like, well, I'm, I'm pro-choice. But yeah, I'll admit 15 weeks, you should know by then. They never talk about stuff like that. They don't want to. Meanwhile, I know this story hasn't had a whole lot of attention outside of conservative media. And sometimes it can be overstated that this story is very scary. You'll hear that a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that to say, to me, this is a pretty scary story about the pro-life dad that was arrested. Uh, Mark Houck. uh, Now, he has a nonprofit group that uh, they protest or they have sidewalk counseling at abortion clinics in Philadelphia. Uh, He was arrested by 20 FBI agents and charged under the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act last month for allegedly pushing an abortion escort last year. But in a private criminal complaint filed by the accuser, this guy who, again, is uh, apparently tasked with shepherding young women into abortion clinics, uh, the actual complaint doesn't indicate that... uh, he was escorting Planned Parenthood patients at the time of this incident. No, he wasn't. So they were apparently they were getting, you know, there were some words that went back and forth. This guy got out of hand, and then the uh, Hauk pushed him. And yeah, because he had said, from what I understand, he called his son, it was a slur. Mm-hmm. Let's say a homophobic slur. Oh. You can probably guess. Yes. And, and and so the the court, the local law enforcement, I mean the local court, I should say, eventually dismissed these charges because the person making the complaint didn't show up. And it doesn't even indicate that Planned Parenthood patients or reproductive access were involved in this incident. So therefore, what exactly was he stopping when he shoved that guy? Was nothing. But the FBI gets involved. And you've got, what was it, 20 to 30 agents, guns drawn, yeah. in front of this family of, what, seven, six, seven, something like that? It's like four kids? Yeah. And take this guy out? He has a lawyer. They could have set it up ahead of time. Didn't do it. They're trying to prove a point. Yeah. That's what is scary about it. When you're hearing other reports of, hey, if someone starts to talk about climate change, and it's not the way we want them to talk about climate change... Uh, we need them banned from social media. Again, so we got flagged for our show earlier this yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah, because I pointed out that the experts at the Hurricane Center with Noah <laughs> are saying, no, we can't actually say that storms are getting more frequent or more intense due to climate change. And, you know, but but apparently if Bill Nye says it, if freaking Bill Nye says it, it's got to be gospel. That, yes, these storms are clearly blah, blah, blah. Well, corroborated by Don Lemon. Right. Well, and so the message is getting sent out that we're going to control speech here. Oh, dude. Mm-hmm. Dude, did you see what, what happened on Twitter? Um, with I, I think he goes as Neville the Cat. His handle was uh, Fear the Floof. No, yeah. I haven't heard about this. Yeah. He did this deep dive on some of the more influential uh, reporters in media. Um, and, I mean, he mentioned Andrew Cooper, but... Talking, talking about how they, uh, many of them come from a life of extreme wealth and privilege. And one of the examples was Taylor Lorenz uh, from the Washington Post, who mm-hmm. was the one who very infamously cried about people being mean to her on Twitter. 
while she goes around and doxes anybody she disagrees with. Her yep. entire career is based on cyber-stalking teenagers. It's creepy. It, she is creepy. Is. And the Absolutely. creepier thing is, with all the people that were listed by, by this person on Twitter, uh, they have so much influence that their backgrounds are erased from the Internet. Her uh, uncle, I think it was, Taylor Lorenz's uncle, yeah. actually started the uh, Wayback Machine website that is an archive of the Internet. So if you or I were to tweet something, it would be there, uh, no okay. matter what, even if we deleted it. Oh, <laughs> well, except for hers. If she actually deletes it, unless someone gets oh. a screen grab of it, it's gone. We don't even know what her exact age was until this guy actually did some, well, actual reporting and found out where how old she really was, and she's almost 40. Birthday's coming up, by the way. Yeah. Um, his account got nuked <laughs> for violating really? Twitter rules. Whole, see what I'm saying, man? Dude, it's... That is, there's a lot of comparisons to what's happened in history with totalitarian regimes. Dude. You see it more and more every week. And you're, you're trying not to overstate it because I think anytime things are overstated and people on the left go nuts, we're certainly going to make fun of that. And you're trying not to overstate it, but you're like, you're seeing similarities to things that have happened in history and speech getting silenced. And you're like, we can't stand for this. No. As a people just cannot do it. You got to fight it. It's crazy. What happened to that guy? And there's been some other pro-life people that have been shut down with the FBI. And again, you had the pregnancy centers just there to help young moms getting bombed, vandalized. Nothing. FBI's nowhere on that stuff. Yeah. Why? But I think we know the answer. That's why uh, house cleaning is in order, and we hope we get it here very uh, soon. That's why, that's why your job is to uh, buy guns, learn how to use them, plant the crisis garden, and get right with Jesus. Let's see. All I got left is the crisis garden, I think. <laughs> I'll pray later and make sure. Uh, real quick. I got uh, none of them right now. Gosh dang it. And you had a near-death experience. You better get on it, man. Yeah. Uh, small farm, southern Michigan, had a bunch of vegetables pulled from stores. I don't know if you heard about that. Uh, apparently, they were using, well, raw human waste as fertilizer. <clears throat> How's that work, by the way? Does it work? Well, Is it poop, the same? Poop makes things grow. <laughs> Well, it all depends. I mean, you know, the human waste can carry diseases like hepatitis A and norovirus and yeah, but E. coli bacteria. San Francisco would be a bumper crop <laughs> fertilizer we'll, this year. We'll get to that yeah. at a news update straight ahead. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Man, this is crazy. The Associated Press just ran a new, well, it's, it, it's a reposted article from a few days ago about a bridge that was damaged by Hurricane Ian that was fixed. Like, it's been fixed, but they're presenting it as if the bridge has not been fixed. So, Why would they do that? Well, because they're liars and they want to try to make this. They're trying to Katrina Ron DeSantis the best they can. That's right. The Associated Press right. just yep. about half an hour ago 
put out this piece that says following Hurricane Ian's destruction, many residents on Florida's Pine Island have stayed put for days without electricity and other resources while hoping the lone bridge to the mainland is repaired. It was literally announced that it was repaired yesterday, three days after the start of those repairs. Okay, and so then you ask yourself, are these just dopes that work there? That could be. Or is this on purpose? No, it's on purpose. I'm convinced it's on purpose. And you never would have said that five years ago, I'm guessing. No, I would never have said that five five no. years ago. I would have said, no, it's just some idiot in the social media realm, or it was a uh, right. they were they, they did like a video story on it, so they were just trying to get more views on it, um, which still may be the case, but I don't believe it. They do it on purpose because they We've want seen it too many times. They want to try to make it look like something is amiss in Florida, and they will do whatever it takes. Because the last thing they want is DeSantis running for president yeah. and winning. Oh, by the way, when I brought up that story of the small farm in southern Michigan that had its vegetables pulled from the stores, uh, the name of the farm is Country Gardens. K-U-N-T-R-Y. Gardens. They were oh. using raw human waste as fertilizer. Foodie David Van Camp said, yeah, that's that's not something you want to do. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> That's how you get E. coli, man. This guy's like, what's the problem? <laughs> fertilizer fertilizer, isn't it? These pickles taste like... <laughs> this is the Marky Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, David. People were watching yesterday what was going to go down between President Joe Biden and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Yeah. Well, I I think it's really interesting. Some of the photos that came out of it as Joe Biden went to Florida to survey the damage done by Hurricane Ian. There's one photo where Joe Biden is like being creepy with some lady. And then there's another guy who's in the photo looking at him. And he looks I don't know if he's a local official. I don't know who he is um, or just some guy who was there. He's on like a T-shirt. They're hanging out. And then you've got Ron DeSantis, who's walking away from it. And libs on Twitter are like, oh, oh, see, Don, or not Donnie, Ron DeSantis, oh, see, he's left out of the cool kids club. They're acting like that, like this, like their guy is not this doddering, senile old fool. And somehow Ron DeSantis is left out of the cool kids club. The image that to me was most striking was him standing behind the podium that had the presidential seal on it. That was that was fun. That got a lot of attention. It yeah. looked good, though, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It, yeah, yes. I, I do it. think yeah. it looked pretty good. Absolutely. Well, I uh, think my biggest takeaway, you know, unless something else changes, will be that Biden goes down there to say, and now you can't argue with climate change. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. You just, you just couldn't let that one go. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, to me, the takeaway was just the, 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 uh, between the two of them, the juxtaposition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One looked like a healthy, vibrant young guy commanding an audience and then the feeble old man rolls up there and hey, 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 hey. Yeah. and you know it's like who wins all right there you go right so anyway after he spoke he was asked a question by the media 
like what the feds and state officials could do differently to prevent loss of life from hurricanes in the future. Okay. What the governor's done is pretty remarkable. So far, I mean, this is what, what, he's, what he's done. In terms of, you know, it's... Well, he was off his talking points there. Yeah, oh, yeah. you could tell that. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, first of all, the biggest thing the governor's done and some of the others have done, they've recognized this thing called global warming. The world is changing. It's changing. Did DeSantis do that? No, not that I remember. Well, and, and also, again... Climate change really is not creating bigger, more ferocious, and more frequent hurricanes. That's not true. What are you, a meteorologist, no, Dave Van Camp? I, no, but I, I read what the hurricane experts at NOAA say, and they say, oh, yeah, kind of not. No, probably not. At NOAA, is that Noah's Ark? Is that one of those no, that's, that's religious a, that's denier a, people? That's the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, my friend. Oh, the Trump appointees. <laughs> Noah, because right. Noah's ark. Okay. That's what right. it's going to be. Yeah, who, yeah. by the way, say, yes, climate change is happening, and it is affecting global uh, global uh, weather patterns, but yes. not every hurricane is because of climate change. And, in fact, they think it could be uh, the opposite if the Atlantic warms up enough that you won't have that clash of different temperatures. And that could mean bad things with global weather patterns, but it would actually mean less frequent hurricanes in the future. Stop with your facts. Let the president speak. And we have to change the way with the zoning codes. For example, uh, my the woman who heads up all this this, this area for me, Liz uh, showed me a picture of the telephone poles we put up. Liz, where where, where were they? What? Liz, Liz. Anyway, Liz showed me a picture of the telephone poles. We put up in Florida. I'm not sure what. Where where were that telephone pole you were showing me? Oh, it was right here. Fort Myers. What's going on, David? For those of us that haven't seen he's, this, can you paint it? What is, is going on? He's looking around for some lady whose name he can't remember and doesn't know what her title is. But I guess he settles on Liz, uh, and he's wanting her to show him a telephone pole that is remarkably not made of wood. Mm. Hmm. Where, where's the picture? Where uh, <laughs> for Fort Myers Beach? Instead of cement poles or wooden poles, we put up steel poles. And guess what? What? They all were sustained. They hmm. all survived. The wires survived. The poles survived. Wow. Are you telling me that that steel might be harder than wood? Bah. Yeah, see uh, the pole. <laughs> environment. Climate change. Wood's good. Save it. Where's Jackie? Jackie? Jackie Holy can smokes. explain this better than anybody, all right? <laughs> right, yeah. All right. Thanks a lot, Joe. Appreciate it. Okay, meanwhile, you know, we had talked about Tony Bobolinsky, the business partner of Hunter Biden and Jim Biden. Dude, this is fascinating. Joe Biden. Unbelievable. Uh, hooking up deals in China. And again, this would be Joe Biden benefiting financially from this business deal. He was the big guy, 10%. No media paying attention to this. He was on Tucker's show uh, two nights ago. No one paying attention, right? Because if all true, and he, the guy's got the receipts, he says, I'll, I'll talk to the FBI again. They said they would get in touch with me and talk to me again. They haven't got a hold of me. Okay, there's supposed to be this grand jury 
convening about the Hunter Biden laptop. All this information was on there. I have the receipts. I have all the proof. This is fraud. Yet don't pay attention to that, legacy media. There's bigger fish to fry right now for America. This former football stud Herschel Walker down in Georgia that wants to be a senator, we've got controversy, and we're going to cover it. So this is what, second story today on the Today Show? Mm -hmm. Third tops? Yeah. Dude, they spent over three minutes on this story. Okay, and I'm guessing because this is what legacy media does, they're trying to say to people in Georgia, this is why you shouldn't vote for this guy. Herschel Walker, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Let's just... Enjoy this together. We turn now to the growing firestorm surrounding Republican candidate Herschel Walker and a Senate race in Georgia that could ultimately decide which party controls the United States Senate overnight. The woman who says Walker paid for her abortion shared more details about their relationship. NBC's Kristen Walker is in Washington, D.C. for us. Kristen, good morning. This was a bombshell. Bombshell? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. Okay. It sure was. Savannah, good morning to you. With his campaign in turmoil, Herschel Walker remains defiant that the allegations against him are not true. But the woman at the center of it all telling the Daily Beast she is now sharing her entire story after Walker denied her initial claims that he paid for her to have an abortion. Georgia is critical to Republicans' fight to win the Senate in the midterms. Oh, so this is what it's about. This is a big one. And this guy says he's pro-life, but he helped pay for an abortion. Is that what we're getting to here? Okay, we could keep going with this, but for a lot of voters, isn't it sort of so what? Hasn't this guy tried to turn his life around from different things? If you were a liberal, you would take the approach that, and if he did do what they claim he did, to say, yeah, I did, but I've evolved. Case closed. You don't have to answer anything else. Right, but this would be hypocrisy. So no, I guess it wouldn't this... because I'm evolved. I mean, I, I no, need... I mean for Herschel though, this is hypocrisy. Well, it isn't because I oh, he yeah. evolved. He, oh, he guess, used to yeah. think one way, but now he doesn't anymore, and that's an acceptable answer in that world. Well, let's get to the heart of this report because it's hard hitting. Okay. This morning, former football star Herschel Walker's embattled Senate campaign has been rocked by another bombshell. The Daily Beast reporting overnight, the woman who first told the news outlet Walker urged her to have an abortion and paid for it in 2009 is also, in fact, the mother of one of his children. Walker had claimed earlier on Wednesday he didn't know the woman, and his defenders spun the story as an anonymous attack. Have you figured out who it is? Uh, not at all. And that's what I, I hope everyone can see. It's sort of like everyone is anonymous or everyone is leaking and they want you to confess to something you have no clue about. But it just shows how desperate they are right now. Okay. So again, I'm just taking this in. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm not vouching for Herschel Walker. Follow him as a football player. As a guy, I know he's struggling with different things. Yeah. Like, good enough guy. Did mm-hmm. he? I don't know what he did here. I keep coming back to okay, if I'm having to vote for he or Raphael Warnock, does this change my mind at all? I'm, I'm doing a search of the uh, Today Show's coverage of uh, Georgia politics, and I can't really find, I can't find any reference to, I don't know, Raphael Warnock running over his wife. What? They didn't cover that? <laughs> I mean,. Huh. You don't say. That's something, huh? 
All right, go ahead. The woman who remains anonymous, citing privacy concerns, telling the Daily Beast, Walker didn't accept responsibility for the kid we did have together, and now he isn't accepting responsibility for the one we didn't have. In a statement to NBC News, Walker saying, as I've already said, there's no truth to this or any other Daily Beast report. Okay, so the, the bombshell, because they did two minutes on this yesterday, so the latest bombshell is the person still anonymous but says, I also have a kid with him. Yeah. So that is the reason for the three-minute-plus story today. Okay. He also categorically denied he paid for an abortion. According to the Daily Beast, the woman <laughs> proved she's the mother of Walker's child and provided credible evidence of a long-term relationship with Walker. Walker, who has been backed by faith leaders, is opposed to abortion after 15 weeks with no exceptions. The oh, well, okay, hold on a second. Well, that's some interesting context. Uh, how many weeks was this woman along before he paid for her abortion? That's exactly what I thought as I'm watching the story. Because, I mean, unless it was 16 weeks, right? then there actually is no controversy here. Other than, I mean, if you have a problem with abortion, then yeah, there's a problem there. I can see that as a personal issue. But, mm -hmm. but it actually isn't inconsistent or hypocritical if he is saying that I support a ban after 15 weeks. Yeah, and then it, it goes back again to repeat the stuff with his son. And what was it? Had a gun pointed at, was it an ex-wife's head? He said he had mental health issues. Yeah, okay. And George Floyd pointed a loaded gun at a pregnant woman's stomach. And he got like three funerals and was celebrated in this Well, country. he was trying to turn his life around. And it's okay mm -hmm. if you're George Floyd, but if you're Herschel Walker, it's not. Okay. Apparently. Well, yeah, he's got an R after his name. Come on. Well, that's true. Yeah. You yeah. heard enough or you want more? I mean, it just goes on and on. I mean, this is what yeah. legacy media does. Yeah. We already know it. It's just more proof trying to affect the election. And again, you look at what's most important to people and the country when you have a sitting president that there's proof there was fraud and he was using his position to benefit his family which means a whole lot of other things. How compromised are we with China? That's serious crap, man. That's not even playing politics. That's serious. I don't care who the president is. Now nah, we don't have time for that. Unreal. On a lighter note, um, have you ever wanted someone to feed you grapes? No. Like at a restaurant? No. Are you like? Go I'm not a grape eater, though, so. Go back, like, way back in time where rich people had, you know, other servants just feed them grapes. You'd see paintings of that stuff. Like Caesar. There's a new restaurant in London, very fancy, I guess, looking for a grape feeder that would feed customers. And they put in the ad, um, you need to have gorgeous hands. Uh, so no sweaty palms. No. Man. Is there anybody you want to eat grapes from? At a restaurant? Is it just me, or does that seem like an intimate kind of thing? Well, it is, I well, would think. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, I, there may be a list in my mind of people <laughs> I would let feed me grapes, but <laughs> it's not something I would want from a stranger in no. a restaurant. All right. Well, <laughs> we have to get to a news update about an NBC News reporter uh, panicked over Elon Musk.
That's important. And the five names of people that Van Camp wants to feed him grapes. We'll get to that as well. Straight ahead. Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, this reporter is panicked. Why? Oh, because Elon Musk is going to be taking over uh, Twitter. NBC News reporter Ben Collins, we talked about him a little bit earlier this week. Uh, now that it looks like the Twitter acquisition is going to happen, you know, he freaked out on Twitter uh, saying authoritarians are going to have a field day. This is like a suicide bomb. Well, he, he expanded on that a little bit on MSNBC. Okay. The changes could be tr- pretty quick. You know, I've talked to many people inside of Twitter, and uh, you know, the general consensus over the last year or so is, if this guy takes over, we're out of here. We're going to go do something else. I've talked to people who've taken interviews at different companies. Uh, you know, uh, talked to different places in the last couple of months, expecting this to happen. Um, this guy would be taking over the shell of a company. Oh, well, good. <laughs> That's good. What he wants. I mean. <laughs> If you don't want it to be about free speech, I don't think he wants you there. No, go on. Move, so be on your way. Good. Yeah, go ahead. Well, you won't have a company left. It will be a shell of itself. I think Elon Musk will be okay with Twitter. That would be my guess. I, I think, I suspect there's probably a plan, too. I would guess so. Just a thought. Well, again, man, you can't have a freaking monopoly on information. And I think, isn't that the heart of a lot of this? Yeah. With little D-bags like this person? Like, we want everyone to trust what we say, and what we say is fact. And if we don't have the gatekeepers behind us, the game is over. (laughs) No, that's the way it's going to work, man. It's hilarious. All right, people want to know. I thought we'd move on from this, but... We no. better do this. No, do it. I mentioned this fancy restaurant in London was looking for a grape feeder that would feed customers grapes. Mm-hmm. It's all about the experience for some people when you go to a restaurant. Yeah. I'm saying I I don't know if I'd be comfortable with that. And David had mentioned, well, maybe not a stranger, but I have a list. Yeah. Some people that I might like, you know, to feed me grapes. Damn yeah. grapes into his cake hole. Yeah. And, and as an update, they have found the person. We don't know who it is yet. But again, they said they had to have gorgeous hands and a basic grasp of Greek and Latin. And some of the perks include regular manicures and the finest food and wine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So who's the five? They, For me personally? Yes. Okay, well, uh, my wife, of course. Okay. Do- Good one. Dolly now, Parton. Now, the other four is this, if you weren't married or even as married, you're okay uh, with Maybe a hall people. pass situation. It's just grape okay. feeding, right? Number right. two is uh, Dolly Parton. Number three is Kate Beckinsale. Number four, Catherine Zeta-Jones. And number five, Jennifer Granholm. Why Jennifer Granholm? She's DC grandma hot. I know she's a communist, but... <laughs> I'm so disturbed right now. She has supple so... hands, I'm told. <laughs> DC grandma hot. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. It's going to take me a while. All right. <laughs> I like I like I this list. I like it. <clears throat> mm. The Dolly Parton and Jennifer Granholm, there's 
something going on there. A little what? bit older, there is no problem well, with the it's, millennial it's Dolly Dave Van Parton. Camp. Come on, I mean, if Dolly Parton was like, I, I don't. Come on, you wouldn't eat grapes from Dolly Parton if she were like, I'm just going to feed you a little bit. You wouldn't eat I, one grape handed to you by Dolly Parton. <laughs> okay, now see, I, now the whole picture's changed. If she if she's standing there saying they're so good, Jamie, just have one. Right. It'd be okay. I'd picture myself like laying back and enjoying feeding me grapes. Then, then it would you be. would be. All it takes is one. All right, we got a news update <laughs> and Scott Robbins straight back to the next right here. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Oh, I want to make something clear before we move on and get to a news update from David Van Camp. When we were talking about uh, the road in Florida being out, that was an AP story. Right. Some bridge yeah. was restored, David. Bad names. And it was, saying. yeah, and it, it, the AP was reporting it even though that bridge had opened up yesterday. Like after three days, it's remarkable. And the AP was reporting fake news. And apparently some guy who needs to check his hearing aid um, misunderstood. Said we said that. No, we didn't say that. Yeah, it was going after. I don't mind, getting, I don't, I don't mind getting blamed for stuff I did. Oh, I understand. Don't no, yell at me about that. That's different. I what? get yelled at like that all the time. Oh, sure. It's like, you guys are fake news. The bridge is open. Come here and see it. No, we said it's open. The AP is reporting right. that it's still closed. That, that was kind of the in, that was that was kind of the entire point of me bringing it up, genius. Exactly. Was that the AP was reporting fake news? Okay, right. whatever. There are stupid people everywhere. Of course, but very few that listen to this show. <laughs> yeah, weed them out. Some do. Okay. So the news update, David, is Brian Deese. This is the <laughs> economist that helps out at the White House. Yeah, a White House economist uh, was asked about gas prices because they have been going up over the last uh, week or so. Um, and, uh, I mean, in some places like California, acutely so. Um, and uh, Brian Deese was asked about that, especially in light of OPEC saying they're cutting 2 million barrels of oil a day from the market which is going to drive prices up even higher. And anyway, here's part of the question and the answer. Okay. What in the short term is available, given that this is something that's on consumers' minds across the country right now? So, uh, number one, uh, you know, uh, let's you know, take stock of where, where, uh, where gas prices are today. Yeah, they're a lot higher than they were when Joe Biden took office. Yes, well, he just said earlier, too, that, well, gas prices are down, which they're not. They're going back up. This dude, man, any other job, this is what's so frustrating, the guy would be fired because he lies constantly. This was late July, I think, the 28th. Peter Ducey from Fox talking with Brian Deese about the recession because they were still out there saying, oh, we're not in a recession. We don't see a recession. And I think the deuce reminded him, remember your take on inflation? How should we trust you with anything? The president's economic advisors were telling us 
uh, last year that inflation was going to be temporary. That's not true. Now the president's economic advisors are saying there's not going to be a recession. <laughs> are you sure? Well, let me just say this. Uh, we look at uh, a range of data. We assess that data and uh, we uh, lay it out uh, for ourselves and for the president. But you don't have to take uh, um, our, our, our word uh, on this. <laughs> the president's economic. <laughs> No, anywhere else, you're fired. You suck at your job. You're not good. And they just keep on rolling. What's By the way, what's his deal anyway? What do you mean? I mean, is he, what, is he Latino? Is he gay? Is no, he, he's, he's a white guy who... Straight white guy? Yeah, I don't know what his sexual orientation is. Mm, but it's an unusual thing in the Biden he's a, cabinet. He's a white guy. and mm-hmm. No, but he's in with BlackRock. He used to okay, work with them. He's one of these oh. ESG investment types. He got wants to destroy it. the country. Yes, of there course. you go. He, yes. he would like to see that happen. So, all right. Now that we have full understanding of why he's there, yeah, I just wanted to know because there has to be a reason, right? Yes. Yeah. You ready for your big three? Yeah, let's go. All right. Are you ready? One, two, three. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Scott Robbins, top three stories of the day, always helped by his hero. Hi, it's me, Casey. Hi, buddy. Casey Casey. Think he's ready? I'm ready. Always a pleasure, Casey, to have you along, by the way. Three. (laughs) He wants me to move on, doesn't he? (laughs) It's crazy. Number three, that baker in Colorado, Masterpiece Cake Shop, who... I mean, went to the Supreme Court because the state of Colorado tried to ruin him because he wouldn't make a cake for a gay wedding. Yes. Um, and now the trans activist class is going after him because he won't. They're still going out. They're just harassing this guy. Leave him alone. Jack Phillips, right? That's his name? Yeah, that's his name. And they're going after him again. They're going after him again. A Colorado baker. This is the guy who won what, what they call it a partial Supreme Court victory refusing on religious grounds to make a wedding cake for a gay couple a decade ago, is now facing complaints, and they've been amped up, that he refused to make a birthday cake celebrating gender transition. Okay. Like, I'm not doing that. I, I, I got a faith here, and I'm not doing it. There's they a, already th- knew he wouldn't do it. That's why they went there. Yeah, they're targeting him. Apparently, he's the only baker left in Colorado that hasn't been affected by global warming and has died. <laughs> he's the only one left, Jamie. That's it. So where is this story now? They're just going after him? Yeah, they're going after him. This will end up probably the same way. They'll sue him, and here we go again. Well, it's also the the state of Colorado was one that went after him initially. Yes. And they say partial win, I think, because the it wasn't about whether or not he had to create necessarily a unique piece of art. It was about whether or not the state overstepped right. in going after him. So, yeah, they're just harassing this guy. And that... that you know, I don't think that people in this particular lobby understand how much they're losing the American people because it's not just about any sort of equality or acceptance or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, no. it, for them, it is about domination. It is about you will, you will accept and celebrate me regardless yes. of your personal beliefs. And if you notice poll after poll, like one that stands out to me is one of the questions that regularly gets asked because – state by state they're doing this, 
is do you support allowing somebody to change their official documents, their government documents, mm-hmm. to reflect the gender that they feel, like your birth certificate, driver's license, things like that. So if you're a man and you feel like you're a woman, should you be able to go back and retroactively switch your information to say that you're a woman? And I think a few years ago, just, I mean, it was within the last decade, about 58% of Americans overall said, yeah, sure, why not, who cares? That number's down to somewhere about 38% now who support it. And yes. it's because this crap keeps going, and you're, they're bullies, period. Oh, totally. And, and it's like, look, okay, I'll just speak for myself. Like with the trans thing, I think it's freaking weird that a guy would want to remove his genitals and live his life as a woman. You know how much a trans person should care about that opinion? Zero. Yep. It doesn't matter. Go live your life. I'm not saying you need to be in jail. I think it's weird. I do things that people think are weird. You know how much I care about that? Blame you. Not at all. But they're going to blame you for feeling miserable. Yeah. Thinking well, that if they make you pay, then they're finally going right. to have some sort of inner peace. And and you know what? It's not my problem that you're miserable. Nope. For the record, when David said he does weird things, he just admitted that he'd like to have Jennifer Granholm feeding grapes. Well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, earlier in the show. Because <laughs> yeah. she's DC grandma hot, and a lot of people <laughs> think that's weird. And I don't care if you think it's weird. <laughs> that's right. You don't care. And I love that about you. That you don't care, not that you want to be fed grapes by Jennifer the Brown. energy secretary. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, no, closer I'm and closer suing to you. Number one. You will embrace <laughs> being fed grapes by hand by Jennifer Granholm. Granholm. <laughs> no. I'll take that case. Yes. No. Now, maybe some little chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Two. <laughs> number two, Stacey yeah. Abrams, noted insurrectionist and election denier. Uh, is counting down the days to fulfill her destiny, I'm told. That's right. Uh, She posted a picture of herself as a little girl, and on top it said, Little Miss Future Governor of the Great State of Georgia. you got to be pretty confident to post something like that, I guess. Uh, She also tweeted out the same day, We are 34 days away from destiny! (laughs) Destiny, you guys. Mm -hmm. Destiny. And if she doesn't win, is it going to be the same thing again? Yes! That it was stolen? Stolen from her. She Even actually though... won, but she got it stolen from her. Okay. Now, when you lose, will you stand behind this statement, Stacy? Will that be the one you stand behind? We'll see. Now, on with the countdown. But who does that? It's my destiny. Well, Beto. Beto Roy. Beto and yeah. Hillary, I believe. Yes. Yes. One. Uh, oh, no- up to number one. Number one, well, we got some entertainment on Monday Night Football when yes, we did. Uh, an animal rights activist ran onto the field with some flares or whatever, and he got shoved on the field. Well, he's suing the NFL player who hit him. Yeah, uh, the animal rights protester, the, the guy who did all this, the L.A. Rams linebacker Bobby Wagner just pasted him, sent him to the turf quickly. Now an attorney has taken the case, said, well, this guy has a case. It's assault. Santa Clara Police Department said the police report was filed. Information will be limited. They say it's an active investigation. ESPN is citing TMZ, adding the individual who filed the report is an activist from Berkeley, an animal rights group. He wants to raise awareness. The trial involving the alleged theft of pigs from a factory farm. Now I'm going to raise awareness that this type of thuggish behavior will not be tolerated in our society. Well, he ran on the field. Yeah. He's an activist. Wagner took him out. Took him out quickly. Okay. Yeah. You know, I'd like to see the whole thing thrown out of court. And then the lawyer and this guy 
you get an open shot from a Rams player of our choice again mm-hmm. well, for even suggesting this. Well, I mean, and the thing is, you watch that footage, and listen, Bobby Wagner's a big dude, but he was not going full speed. No, so, and it he was just a, it sort of he, elbowed it or shouldered it right, out. He, he, that was like 20% effort Absolutely. To, to get him down. I mean, 20% of you know a six-foot-tall, 240-pound guy, just solid man meat, that's a lot of... That's that's a lot. I wouldn't want even twenty percent of that getting knocked no. out. No, but yeah, he he wasn't. That was there was nothing really malicious. It was no. If his you want to salt? Yeah. Go back on that field again. Yeah. They should though. It really the next Rams home game, they should should do. Everybody in attendance gets a free pork sandwich. <laughs> and there you have it. I think the NFL needs a new rule that says you can go full speed and tackle yeah. the guy if yeah. somebody runs on the field. The, yes, that's what people I think really would love to see. Well, he said he was afraid the guy might have a weapon in, of a, any kind yeah. or whatever. He said, yeah, "I'm going to stop the nonsense right now." Uh, speaking of Monday Night Football, uh, I have the old theme, and if I play it, that means it's game time. Oh, really? We don't do game time as much as we used oh, to on this no. show. Sometimes, right. like, hey, whatever happened to game time? If you guys are up for game time, we can do this. Sure. Uh, okay. I reluctantly agree, but okay. Mentioned earlier. There was a new poll out. Who was the most popular Beatle? And it was Paul McCartney, 43%. John Lennon second, 34, followed by Ringo at 32 and George Harrison at 31. Hmm. They also ask, what are the 10 most popular Beatles songs? Oh, wow. In, in order. Hmm. So are you up for the challenge of this game? Sure. Yeah, I think so. Let's do it. We yeah. don't have a ton of time, but if we do a quick, you know, five picks each. Okay. We could determine the winner. All right. David, you're the current champ. Yeah. Well, you've been the champ for uh, two years, I think. Robbins, it's, it's a dry spell really? since he's won. Yeah. So you have first pick. Um, I'll go with, I mean, it's been covered a few times. Uh, here comes the sun. Here comes the sun. And always a big one. And as a matter of fact, that is number two. Mm. Uh, so that is a nine-pointer. Off to the lead with Van Camp. Scott Robbins, first pick. Yesterday. Yeah. It's been a while. But Robbins is in the lead. That was number one. That's a 10-pointer. Whew. Okay. Next up, David. Second round. Uh, hey, Jude. Yes. Always big. That is number three. That's an eight-pointer. 17 to 10 to Robbins. Something. Something. Hmm. And uh-oh. Now Damn. we understand. You can't get blanked in these. It makes it tough. Go to round three. I'm in trouble. With a little help from my friends. Um, as a matter of fact, yes. And that is number six, which would be a five-pointer up to 22 to 10. Behind now, Robbins, he needs something here in round three. Oh, crap. Uh, hello, Goodbye. Oh, boy. Wrong! <laughs> Not here. Round four, David Van Camp. Let it be. Damn. Let Damn. it be. Yeah. That is number four. That's a seven-pointer mathematically. This game is over. Is over. <laughs> Robbins got out to a lead one time with ten, and then it was down in flames. Uh... Come Together was number five. I want to hold your hand at seven. Help at eight. 
Hard Day's Night at Nine, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Another victory for the millennial David Van Camp. Well yeah. played. Yeah. Boy, it was set up for you, man. It, I don't know what else to say. Uh, uh. It, just keep working hard at it. Um, or I don't know. Maybe it's time to just retire and quit. I don't know. <laughs> no, uh, I hit hang my head up shame. on Facebook. Yeah. Let them know. Hang we got a head. news update and Nimrod's in the news. Straight ahead right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, the Washington Post just broke the story. Federal agents investigating President Biden's son, Hunter, have gathered what they believe is sufficient evidence to charge him with tax crimes and a false statement related to a gun purchase. The next step is the U.S. attorney in Delaware to decide on whether to file such charges. Now, the U.S. attorney is a Trump administration holdover, so get ready for people to be hand-wringing suddenly about politicized law enforcement. Uh, Now, there's one line. We don't have a lot of time to get into this, but here's what the Washington Post said. You know, Trump and others argued the data on Hunter Biden's laptop showed evidence of unethical and possibly illegal business deals. Joe Biden and his supporters denounced the efforts as a smear. I'm sorry. The Washington Post called it Russian disinformation. Yes, they did. You have to own it now. Yeah. And why is it they're on the first to break this story? Oh, because, well, the clock is ticking for Joe Biden. Because there have been, I mean, New York Post, Daily Wire, Fox News have been reporting about this Mm -hmm. for almost three years. And now suddenly they're like, hey, there may be some there there. Miranda Devine is owed a huge apology from a lot of people. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. All right, we got to get to Nimrods. It's a short one. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the News. Memphis. Police there looking for a burglar broke into a car last month, took a bunch of stuff. Credit cards, a $500 ring, and check it. A Gucci diaper bag valued at $1,400. Dang. Um, they're saying they don't know if it was a random theft or if it was targeted. Gucci bag for $1,400? I'm guessing it's targeted, targeted and that's yeah. Nimrod's in the news. 